Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Ah! Achtung! I'm the grammar Nazi! No, you didn't hear me stammer. I have a lot of pet peeves, but the biggest one is grammar. Oh, I was saying, they, they look very average. But yeah. then on the flip side, there are people that look very average, but then you shoot them and on film, they look like gorgeous. You're like, wow. You shoot a film it's, on them it's and they're really, great. you know, some people just it photograph well. Them. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I wonder. Anybody uh, I shoot my film on. <laughs> Got to be pretty good looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're good looking before. They're good looking after. Stuff, don't you there, Paul? Whatever's moving. Whatever's moving. <laughs> but I think I think I think the flattening. I wonder. It'd be nice if somebody actually were to like do a biometric, literally mathematically break down people's appearances and do it, you know, live in person and do comparisons with two-dimensional imagery and actually just sit there and, and just, like, mathematically what figure out. What changes it, what causes yeah, it. Yeah, figure out, okay, these planes, these angles, this kind of contouring and everything, this is, when you get it two-dimensional, is when you're just like, oh, my God, this well, person is gorgeous. it probably holds up just well, like most of it. It's, it's symmetry. Yeah, they've done that, the golden ratio measurement, but they've always used T- 2D imagery. Well, I think, used... I think that has a... a well, I had a golden ratio one time. Oh. I paid way too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say it made you shit for weeks. No, and... no, 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 no. Getting peed on doesn't make you shit for weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a golden ratio, right? Oh, that's the golden ratio. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shock, number 218. I am Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Major Matt. And we're here to talk Weekend Geek. Uh, we did have a, a bit of a loss this week, a bit, a huge loss. Uh, now Tom Dyshley, he was uh, one of the aliens at the Star Trek experience, the oldest of the Kling- Klingons, Motog. Uh, unfortunately, he passed away this weekend. Um, but uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the show. I know that uh, many of you listeners out there were fans of the experience and, uh, and met Tom on your time, and, uh, but I also know that uh, many of you uh, aren't and never saw the experience and didn't know Tom, and so if you wish to skip that part at the end, that's, that's your purview, but if you want to join us as we share memories of Tom, uh, by all means, please do. But in the meantime, I open it up. Gentlemen, what did you do so geeky this week? Well, I got my first uh, improv festival under my belt. Did you? How'd that go? Put together, and yeah, it went really well. Um, I was very pleased. We had some really outstandingly talented groups and people come in to play. Bear Supply out of California. I love that. They were so goddamn funny. They were so great. The Cobranauts did an excellent job as well. Matt's old crew, Threat, dropped it, broke it down. Rob Belushi came and instructed in awesome class, as did Aaron Krebs. And, of course, big thanks to Liz Allen, uh, who's out here. She's been out here since uh, Second City was out here, too. And uh, she's an amazing improv instructor. So we had classes. We had shows. Uh, I kept it small. It went well. Uh, we're in the black, so there you go, right? What else Boom, can you what, ask yeah, for? That's, um, yeah, that's it. It was really nice. So, uh Onward and upward. Bigger and better things to come next year as far as improv goes in Las Vegas. The first salvo of a larger war. Uh-huh. It was uh, it was really great. It was really great. So thank you to everyone who participated, came, watched the show. 80s Jeff made it for uh, Saturday night, which yeah. was great. And um, so, yeah, that went really, really rocking smooth. That was fun. That was my that was my week, basically. It was a hell of a thing. Yeah, it was a lot, but it was good. 
And I was sick as a dog the whole fucking time. I could hear really? it when I talked to you. terrible. I'm still getting over this head cold. I still hear you. I'm still getting over this head cold, but it was Saturday. I was just like, <laughs> So did you give it to Adam or did Adam give it to you? Uh... It, six and one, dude. I think okay. everybody got it, man. That's true. Just, I mean, really, like, well, don't, if you quit making out with all the people you know that, that are sick, you would. No it's way. It's a key ingredient <laughs> to improv. Yeah. Big okay. Group mm-hmm. makeout, and it okay. makes the kiss taste better. Well, I mean, really, like, just, uh, just anecdotally, a lot of people on my Facebook and people I know just came down with a head cold. Well, and, and Vegas froze, by the way. Yes, it did. Vegas fucking froze, so that because everyone knows that cold <laughs> weather gives you a virus. It doesn't, but it weakens you down. That's true, it does. The last two days, there's been ice outside. Mm, it's disgusting. Ice, ice in Vegas. Yeah. That's why I moved here. I needed the ice. Ice, right? ice, yeah. Vegas. Ding, Ugh. ding, 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 ding. No. I was listening to that today. Right? Yeah, I was on the radio. I was uh, I was driving my wife's car because uh, I had to take uh, Buttercup in. Unfortunately, she is not doing well. Oh, so, no. yeah, good thoughts to my puppy, Buttercup. Uh, she's a, a cancer survivor, but it's not looking so good. We'll see. We got to take her in again tomorrow. But driving in my wife's car, just happened to be listening to the radio because I never listened to the radio, and I flipped through the channel real quick and caught the uh, the classic jams, and it was really great. <laughs> so, I love oh, that. That's considered classic jam. Well, yeah. ser- but dude, that's that's almost thirty years old. I, I'm not saying that's not old, but the yeah. fact that it's in a classic jams category. They had they had Vanilla Ice. They had New Edition. I was just I was I was bumping. It was good. That, good it's it's uh, uh, Richard Cheese has a silent uh, lounge night. That's his Christmas album, mm-hmm. and his lounge version of uh, Ice Ice Baby. Because uh, he, he basically, all of his songs are very extremely tangentially related to something remotely maybe Christmas or winter, <laughs> like Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> and then he'll just sit there and do the lounge version of it. And it actually, you know, when he does that, collaborate and listen, Isis, you know, and going, mm-hmm. it's actually friggin' hysterical. What I, else I, I saw him like, 10 years ago I think here in Vegas and uh, his, he puts on a great show very very classic crooner lounge style act uh, but yeah he's and, a and the, the, just the, I love his songs yeah the songs he does and the way he does it it's it's all hilarious it's, and if you're not familiar with his there. work uh, you probably are and don't know it if you saw the remake of Dawn of the Dead yes uh, that his one of his songs was featured prominently in a montage sequence. Yeah, they do uh, his version the, of uh, the sickness. The sickness, yeah, uh, by Disturbed. Get up, come which, on, get down. Which exactly that ex- exactly how he does it, which is just it's hilarious. Your mother hilarious. Come you know, when come somebody who does a, a cover to "Like a Virgin" for a Christmas album. It, uh, because of its Christmas tangential nature. There you go, Virgin Mary. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I like his cover of "Do Me." It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like it'd be awesome. What else to do, guys? Oh, his cover of Mijo, Miso Horny is pretty good too. Mijo Sorny, <laughs> Mijo Sorny, <laughs> Mijo Sorny. Yes. Oh, po- oh, Mijo, you're so Sorny. Uh, Anyhow. Adios <laughs> mio, mijo. Why are you so sorny? That's like, that's like some guy trying to sell knockoff uh, electronics to a little girl. <laughs> Here, mijo, sorny. Buy this sorny computer. <laughs> sorny. Well, I uh, I uh, I almost uh, uh, participated in a in a defeat of the Borg. 
Ah, yes, we did play the uh, All of Us versus the card game Star Trek the deck builder. Yep. Which and? We, which is an, impossible to play, but I still love to throw my head against that wall. He does. Uh, is it more fun to play Lewis with too. versus each other's? I love uh, it. Actually, we've learned that, that's, at least I feel, it is more fun to play against the game as yeah, a yeah. group against the Borg. I prefer that. And But, of course, that goal is completely unattainable. The Borg are an unstoppable menace. It is possible to lose in the very first turn. (laughs) First turn? Yes. Holy shit. Well, that's Encounter at Farpoint for you. (laughs) We've we've encountered Farpoint every time at this point. Near point. Hmm. Midpoint. But it's a great game. Fun game. And yes, we got close, but nowhere near. We're working well together. We'll get it. Just got to keep down our Yeah, that's what I feel. Until 2 a.m. And when it does, it's going to feel so good. So it was very Wolf 359. Oh, yeah, we were devoured by that one. Do you get a Geordi card in there? Uh, Yeah. Is there a LaForge in there? There's a LaForge. What does it do? I don't even remember. Uh, You probably uh, help you read. uh, That's uh, (laughs) a... Yes. Yes, it it reads to Plus two reading. No, it's actually a um, uh, regeneration of shields type thing. Like yep. a butterfly. You in repair the sky. damage, and then the amount of damage you repaired plus two is your shields for that turn. And you also appear in a cameo music video. I was going to say, yeah. provided, provided your head headband doesn't fall off your eyes, <laughs> you got to make a crit roll to make sure that your little girl headband doesn't fall off your eyes. I've been getting into misfits. Misfits uh, of science? Well, kind of like that. It's, it's, oh, BBC's, I know what you're talking about. You're watching that? Uh, Juvenile delinquents superhero TV show. Uh huh. Uh, the characters are so well drawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, barely a likable person in the group, but at the same time, so enjoyable. You really kind of root for them. It reminds me of Ecstatics. I can see X-Force. that. I can definitely see that. Um, I'm in the second season now. It is. I haven't got on board yet, but I, I bet it's, it's it's cool. You like yes. it? Yes. Uh, okay. I've, I've, it's not on streaming yet, so I've been getting it. I'm one of the few people with the still classic Netflix. I will send you a disc, and you will send it back when you're done. Thing, and that's why I watch a disc a month at this point because I don't have time. But I've made time for this. I've been devouring the discs when they arrive. But uh, not exactly chock full of features. If you feel like buying it, not really. But definitely worth a watch. It's like heroes, but done well. Ouch. What isn't? <laughs> First season of that thing, I bought it. I don't know why exactly. I've never watched it again. I opened it up. I looked at it. I've never watched it a second time. <laughs> Paul's defining watched it as looking at it. I think I finally sold it back, maybe. Okay. Or maybe I kept it. No, I think I kept it because at this point I was like, it's only worth a dollar. You kept it like that ring you... First got engaged to that first girlfriend, and you kept the ring to remind her never to do that again. So nah, I, gave, I gave that to her. That was no, that's only you. Only you do <laughs> that's that. I did. You, that. Yeah, you, you give that. You give that away. Don't keep that garbage. No, you keep that as a reminder of not to do that again. Or you pawn it. <laughs> Still have that ring. Anything else you do, gentlemen? Because if not, I got a lot of news. Holy shit! I can't think of anything else. This oh. week was a news full week. Well, then let's jump into the news. Let's go. Right. News me. So much that I originally had a news you don't give a shit about, and I you have excised it. it. I excised it because no was, news was, we don't give a shit about. That's right. So it's right into week. What hath God wrought? Wow, probably our earliest weekend geek in the show. Man. All right, yeah. All right, here it is. It bleeds. It leads. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> Walt Disney Studios <laughs> and Paramount Pictures 
have reached a marketing and distribution deal for the Indiana Jones franchise. Mm -hmm. Among Uh, other things, the agreement removes the last hurdle for Disney in moving forward with future Indiana Jones movies, which the company acquired when it purchased Lucasfilm in a multi-billion dollar deal late last year. The new deal gives Disney marketing and distribution rights for future films, as well as retaining Lucasfilm's ownership rights. Paramount, Paramount will continue to have distribution rights for the first four films. Paramount will also receive financial rewards for any future Indiana Jones films that are produced and released by Disney. And the studio has not confirmed that a fifth Indiana Jones film has a green light. It's okay, Major. They just said the first four. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. You, are you saying there's only three? Yeah, I was about to say that. It's okay. (laughs) I think we're all in agreement here. Definitely. There is no fourth Indiana Jones movie. But this basically guarantees the fact that, yes, Virginia, there will be a new whole bunch of Indiana Jones in the future. Some way or another. Well, not just no, no, not just stuff. Movies. Because they don't have rights to the early things. They can license things out, yes, at this point. Mm -hmm. But the only reason that this deal makes any sense. It's to make is to make new films new IP, because yeah. that is what they will make the money on and, and keep that So they're going to get a new person alive. to be Indiana Jones. and Whether it's a reboot because... It won't be necessarily a reboot. It'll just be continued adventure of Indiana Jones starring somebody else being Indiana Jones, like Batman. Uh, eventually, yes, but Ford still says he's interested in playing the part. Oh, for God's sake. He'll sakes. probably do it one more time and then pass it on to the oh, child. Oh, man. No. They hinted towards no, that, and no. that's not what I want. No, I you know what will so. happen? I, if if there's any capitulation to be had, I think Harrison Ford will be in it to pass it on to someone other than Shia LaBeouf. Let's hope that yeah. they, they will. They, he's not Indiana Jones. No one will accept that. No one will accept that. He's Butch, friend to monkeys. Do you think that people would accept it more if they just James Bonded it? Give it no. to give it to a Roger Moore out of nowhere. The next Indiana yeah, Jones yeah, yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Well, yes, yes. There should they should they should. But right, it doesn't. That, but this is the next matter. Bond film starring X. But, yeah. but Harrison Ford was Han Solo already. So whatever. Put somebody good in there. I don't care who. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I care who, but I don't care. All right, here we go. <laughs> so, who is the next Indiana Jones? Well, that's the big. That's the big question. Uh, I say we, that's what I asked it for. I say we give it back to Tom Selleck. Uh, well, then you're, you're kind of defeating the purpose of having the younger guy. I mean, quickly down under, he tried. That's a good movie. All right, fine. Richard Chamberlain. Oh, boy. Wow. Oh. Am I going the wrong way? What you are the wrong way. You are. I don't know. Who's that kid from Twilight? I... No. <laughs> that, that, that's that's God, part no. of the problem is there's no one out there, really, that just immediately strikes you as a as a Indiana Jones. How Please. about this? Hear me out. Okay. Oh Left field, Twistorino. Okay. Indiana Jones, as portrayed by Hollywood love, Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Follow me through. You do a role reversal. You put the female in the lead. It's got all of the linchpins of a Laura Croft kind of thing, which is just a female Indiana Jones. But it's actually Indiana Jones. I think it's an interesting idea. I actually would be very curious to see that. I think half the fan base would not. I don't care. After watching Gravity, that woman can do anything. Between Gravity and Heat, she's, she's awesome. Amazing. And, she's and you're so right. good. If anybody could pull it off, it would be Sandra Bullock. I would love to see Sandra Bullock as Indiana Jones. That would make me... And you know what? After a, a, a brief explosion on the internet, those fanboys would call him right the fuck down. 
soon as they saw her decapitate a Nazi, they'd be like, it's on. <laughs> we're going back to Nazis? I agree. Of course we're going yeah. back. What else? <laughs> this is the only thing. That's the only the reason oh, yeah, yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. work. It's the only reason it makes any sense. It has to be an absolute evil that he's fighting. You know, and the only thing other than Nazis is like the trapped well of souls inside the Arctic Covenant <laughs> or God, depending on how you view it, whoever is the most evil. The Mongols. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, um, it has to be something where it's very, very black and white, literally and figuratively, because this was based on the black and white cereals of the old times. Whoa, McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> We, that's uh, that's we, Paul's we new advertising <laughs> style, <laughs> yeah. folks. He, he da, doesn't da, even da, bother da, with the, the, oh, <laughs> McDonald's. There's no there's no pimping. Oh. There's no no blowing it up. He just tells you what to buy. Oh, McDonald's. After the burp that he yeah. tastes. Yeah. Oh, McDonald's. Taste it again for the second time. It's interesting. I don't think people go for a black and white movie all the way through. Not it shouldn't be one. black and white, but you know what I mean. I just meant black and white as far as like <laughs> black evil. and white. That would be wow. Okay, gotcha. Woody Allen's I mean, Indiana Jones. I, when I said literally, I didn't mean literally. Okay, Although yeah, you I took use, it as literally. You could use a component of it uh, as black and white. Like, I, intro, I, yeah, some, some I could see them it. doing you know a clerk two with it. Sure, start out black and white, figure it up to color, whatever. Please, guys, that's monochrome. Uh, okay, what he said. Yeah, black and white. <laughs> I'll go for your fancy Hollywood terms. There, uh-huh, that's California. right. Well, that's and and you saw what happened. You and Paul had a disconnect and miscommunication. Well, no, that came at literally. <laughs> it's my fault. My fault, grammar Nazis. That's what they need. He needs Indiana Jones fights the grammar Nazis. <laughs> well, well, Mr. Jones. If it isn't the end of the line for you, I think. Doesn't sound like very good construction of a sentence to me. Well, it's not your opinion to state one way or the other is. You are butchering this English language. I am not a German grammar Nazi of English. I'm a German grammar Nazi of German. So fuck you, Jones. <laughs> I like Guess it. what, Jones? You're going to be on the receiving end of this painful torture. And before you know it, your participles will be dangling in the most dangerous place. Wow. Kevin Smith's Indiana Jones. <laughs> I like how you gave... Uh Harrison Ford, the prerequisite mumble, though. That's, That's right. You nailed it. You fucking Nazi grammar <laughs> Nazis. I'm done fighting here. That's a, yeah. That's funny because that's like just a couple steps Cheney away from <laughs> Dick Cheney. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's who I cast. That's my choice. Yeah. Ironheart Dick, Dick Cheney. Cheney. Is Indiana Jones. <laughs> uh, just with that these smirk. guys in the face. <laughs> Sheiks. Why did it have to be Sheiks? <laughs> Although uh, I think it'd be a great talk, the uh, or I guess the German shakes. guy with the shakes would be leather. shakes. Why did it have to be shakes? <laughs> it's always shakes. Shakes Muhammad. Shakes Khalif. Shamrock shakes. My downfall. Alabama shakes. <laughs> Alabama shakes. I got the Alabama shakes. Hugga hugga wugga wugga wugga. <laughs> the hippie hippie shake. My rattling bones. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember? Oh, that's something. Uh, yeah, we used to have in the back room. Were you there when we had rattle me bones in the back room? No. <laughs> Rattle Me Bones was this awesome uh, toy that uh, you had that you you put all it was a, a skeleton of a pirate and uh, you put all this treasure all over him 
and uh, you, the objective was it's kind of like a uh, operation you were trying to take all these pieces of treasure off of rattle me bones body without shaking him enough because then he'd get, start to shake and he'd flail and he'd fling treasure everywhere did you have a rattle me bones i've you heard of it I've, I've seen the commercial yeah, yeah. <sighs> rattle me bones rattle me bones Kirsten, i'm glad to hear for this next one. Oh boy because oh this is a series i have not read but i know it by reputation 1967, Terry Brooks began writing a little book called The Sword of Shannara. Oh, okay, I know you. Yeah. It wouldn't be completed until 75, or out into the world until 77. Now, with 25 books total, with three more on the way since those humble beginnings, Brooks has become the second best fantasy novelist of all time, with only J.K. Rowling outselling him. MTV is bringing Shannara to television... With John Favreau directing and executive producing the pilot, and Smallville co-creators Al Go and Miles Miller <laughs> producing, should that pilot go to series. As of now, the plan is to begin with the second book in the series, The Elf Stones of Shannara, which acts as more of a world builder than the first book. Right. Uh, Brooks himself is alive and kicking and very much involved in the project. He seems upbeat, even, saying, quote, I believe we have formed the perfect team to bring Shannara to life on screen. The adaptation of these books is very important to me, and I believe we are on the right track in our endeavor to create an epic television series and that both new and old fans of the books will love, unquote. As for MTV, they're looking to cash in on both the people who currently watch Game of Thrones and the people who would watch it if HBO weren't so damn expensive. So, that um, it actually sounds like a good fit. Without actually giving uh, a spoiler away, that series actually goes somewhere and has a, has a big revelation to it that uh, I think would be very interesting if they did it in a television series format. So... I I find it interesting that MTV is branching in this direction. I know they've done well with Teen Wolf, yeah, and people seem to really like it. Um, well, it's also I mean, for me, looking at it from a, almost like a snobbish fantasist viewpoint, it makes a lot of sense because when everybody complains about Tolkien ripoffs in commercial fantasy, you know, the latest big you know bullet stopper fantasy every. A lot of people point out that really what people are ripping off is is, is Terry Brooks and uh, Stephen Donaldson. Okay. So you're you're and so you're getting knockoffs of the knockoffs, as it were, as opposed to you know just ripping on to- Tolkien. <clears throat> and looking at it from that attitude, I mean, if you view if you view Shenra in sort of that kind of style, then in MTV to me makes perfect sense as a kind of choice for that. Are you a fan so, of? The series, um, and not too terribly because uh, <laughs> I actually just I the 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 Tolkien esque stuff. Even when when I found out what the the actual twist was, the, the Tolkien esque series really just don't get me anymore. I um, the <clears throat> some people call it the merry old England motif. Some call it uh, I like the term theme park fantasy. Because it's sort of like, you know, the Cinderella's castle. This is what the Middle Ages was like. And, you know, it never was. And that kind of fantasy, I'm just tired. I love sword and sorcery. And I I love pre-industrial fantasy. But I'm tired of this. Oh, they they were such wonderful people back in medieval France and and England. And, you know, that's what we should. The Dark Ages for a reason, man. Yeah. So, you know. So I just uh, and also just branch out from Europe inter- or you know Northwest Europe in your cultural 
you know, uh, right. antecedents. So you didn't care for it because that's not your stylistic bag. Exactly, yeah. If in the writing he had depicted asses sticking out of windows of these castles, just diarrhea flowing over the sides, just oh, trenching you mean a Canterbury Tales type that, of... No, that's, that's what's in it. That's why MTV bought it. Okay, well then, you, you might be right. Yeah. There you go. Right, I'm surprised the something. Jackass team isn't involved because it's just totally uh, <laughs> Jackass Shanara. Is that yeah. there? You go. <laughs> I bl- there's catapults involved. I'm sure mm-hmm. people running into swords. Trebuchet. And- it's a trebuchet. Yeah, really. Jesus Christ. Oh, the grammar Nazi strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> we have ways of making you talk correctly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty fucking good line. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a winner. Yeah, if I say so one. myself. <laughs> and I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so sick. Oh, McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's happening. Yep, I heard about that. <laughs> I had heard about that. Oh. Isn't there something else coming up soon? Yeah, uh, these McDonald's team? burgers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, coming up, not just going out, huh? And you're washing it down with what, sweet tea? No, Coke this time. Oh. I didn't trust sweet tea. <laughs> <laughs> sweet tea's not not corrosive enough. <laughs> is that to help aid the acid digestion? Is that <laughs> at this point? At this point, my your best shows. my body's digestive fluids are. Oh no, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I've I've pretty much counted myself out for this show. I just I want to put put it out there. I'm pretty much done. Yeah, yeah, folks, just so you know, he didn't bring any NeuroBliss, so we have ways of making you speak correctly. I was running is late it. already. <laughs> All shot is low. I McDonald's. It took so goddamn long. I wanted to get here. I so felt, thanks, McDonald's. I felt bad. It's your fault. Yeah, really. It is. They drained Paul. I mean, if you guys have an energy drink sitting around, I'll put it in my body. <laughs> yeah, but I do. Okay. I'll mainline it <laughs> just for you guys. I will. I'll do the sacrifice. Je- Jeff is offering. But you can hear my, my, my raspy mess of a voice, too. I'm still recovering from Sounds cold. like it might do more harm than good if I gave you an energy drink. It might. But let's find out. <laughs> when has an energy drink ever harmed Paul? And, and, and anybody else read the Shannon series here at all? Okay. Well, no. I'm glad you were here. I'm the person. book guy. Yeah, yeah really. Because I've read fantasy. And I remember it going way back, but I've never read it. Jesus. Oh yeah, no, it was it was it, 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 Brooks Shanra and Stephen Donaldson's Thomas Covenant series are the reason why everybody writes those bullet stoppers. Tolkien is everyone cites it. And it was like a cultural phenomenon, but really the commercial success, especially I think Shanra was first. That was where publishers were like, "Holy shit, we've got tentpole money right here," and they started they started looking for other series. That's where the money really was. And Donaldson's recently returned to his series. The yeah, Lord he, he series. actually he actually just finished it off. I okay. think it was with a third trilogy. So yeah. I think it was a trilogy. He's made a trilogy of trilogies, I think. Ah. I think it was three, okay. three more. But yeah, I'll let you pick. They got Rockstar Which and I'm Blue. Rock, uh, you know what I like? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jeff, I want you to take those two and some ice and mix them together. There you go. And see what horrible explosive thing happens. Oh Jesus Christ! Can you I imagine? think I think actually Red Bull Blue. We we need to college Rockstar. this. He needs to pop the top, punch a key in the bottom, and just <laughs> chug. <laughs> Yeah, add shotgun to the it, Paul. You're gonna have such flux later on. I'm fine. 
Uh, 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 there it is. The body of acid. Oh, I can feel it already. It's okay. I have uh, I have chewable tums if he oh, needs good. it. Or, or uh, mm. chewable uh, ro- uh, Pepto. In fact, why don't, you just, why don't you just crush that up and put it in the can? So oh, you know, I should probably God. do that. You just invented the Mattingly. Pepto and Red Bull. Mattingly and Red Bull. Just put it the fuck together right off and do it. The Pepto and Red Bull. I have come close. Last night I downed a Pepsi while I was chugging NyQuil. So it's like <laughs> six to one, man. Now, was that Pepsi with a NyQuil chaser or NyQuil, NyQuil with a Pepsi? With a Pepsi ch- oh, no, it was, it was NyQuil with a sweet tea chaser. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, sweet tea. <laughs> Damn. So you're going to take caffeine to counteract the alcohol that's trying to put you to sleep. That's how Isn't I stayed that up American, till five in the morning. Isn't that an American tradition? Two cups of coffee, I'll be fine. Yeah. That Red Bull smells great. That blueberry, that really comes through. Yeah, because it's wrong. <laughs> you know what this tastes like? This tastes like eating the purple pie man doll. <laughs> Which is and not that's what it smells that's like. Right. Insert the doll there at the last second. It's like it's like eating the purple pie man doll. <laughs> oh, you're right. I was I caught myself up there. You guys almost found out about the time I ate out the purple pie man in real life. I R L. <laughs> Yolo. I ate his purple pie hole. You know, his I knew. Pie hole. <laughs> That's right. I did not follow did the travails of strawberry shortcake. Did and, you? Oh. Well, here's the fucking. The, you know what? <laughs> That's part of the reason I'm such a snippety collector of toys anymore. I swear to God. Because of strawberry shortcake? It, yeah, it goes way back. Because all I fucking wanted. All I wanted was Huckleberry Pie. The action figure okay. of Huckleberry Pie. Right? Because he had a little straw hat. He looked like Huck Finn. I was like, awesome, I'll get Huckleberry Pie. But my parents got me Purple Pie Man. And I think maybe even a strawberry shortcake. <laughs> but I know I had Purple Pie Man. Purple Pie Man was badass. He was he was the villain of the yes. uh, strawberry shortcake. And he was huge in toy form. Really? Huge. He has I remember he was lanky. Spindly spindly plastic legs, pla- spla- spindly plastic arms, and a crow. That could perch on his arm, which was badass. And his big fluffy hat really had great smell. And that smell stayed forever and ever and ever. I don't know what happened to my purple pine man, but he's one of the few toys I lost. Didn't you eat him? (laughs) I did. I ate his pie hole. I ate his purple pie hole. An odd tangential story. Four and twenty black dicks baked in a pie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Have a drink, folks. I remember going to summer camp. Oh, here we go. Yeah. I thought my story was good. <laughs> yeah, this is going to get dirty. Um, now, and I don't know why. It never caught, occurred to me at the time. I mean, I, I wasn't a bright kid. Who knows? But there was a rumor going around, started by the counselors, I believe, uh, some legend of the purple pie man of the camp that lived up in the attic of the mess hall area and so on. And and it was getting traction amongst the kids, that that it was like there's a purple pie yeah, man. So you're the purple pie man. That's fun. and eventually and, and and for some reason it never clicked at the time that they were referencing a strawberry shortcake villain until one of the counselors came down the stairs in one of those cheap plastic with the rubber band and the the plastic apron. Halloween costume. Oh, he dressed costumes. up like the purple, oh, the purple pie, pie man. man came wow. down with a pie. Be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And hit one of the other counselors. Yeah, and was running around with it, all acting all creepy. I'm like, oh, that thing. That 
thing I've seen on the commercial. Got it. I, and it never clicked. Why? I'm just maybe that was my quest to then absorb all pop culture because I was going to yeah, let that happen right. again. Never, I will never be caught with my pants down again <laughs> for the purple pie man. I will never eat out the he purple will pie never man again. Eat out my pie hole. <laughs> Like, I don't know why. That just made me think of that. Like it's gonna, it happens so often. It's, can you really just look back and say it was one thing that made it happen? What? The no, there's a lot of damage. I guess the pants coming down. <laughs> Dude, it doesn't take much. A sly look. Why do Thirty I, degrees why, outside. Why do you <laughs> look this direction? Down go my drawers. Let's see how far into my chest cavity my balls can go. <laughs> oh God. Wee. <laughs> X-Men Apocalypse is in the works. The exact plot, ta- plot details aren't exactly clear, but the character of Apocalypse, a classic baddie in the X-Men canon, will apparently c- play a key role in connecting the next two X-Men stories. Studio wants actors from both the past and the present cast to return. Brian Singer will return for Apocalypse, kicking off development immediately after he wraps Days of Future Past. It'll mark his first back-to-back X-Men run since the first two films of the franchise. <laughs> and X-Men Apocalypse is set to open May 27th, 2016. It already has a date. What, what got you? No, I just love it. It'll be his first back-to-back run since the last time he did a back-to-back run. And, it, and that was the first time he did a back-to-back run. Okay. Well, this is no, but, great news. They're trying to infer, that you, they're trying to infer, number one, that he did it. Mm-hmm. And number two, more importantly, that he did it successfully. Yeah. He made your favorite two X-Men movies. The two right X-Men movies are like oh, the best. Yeah. Then just say it. He did a fabulous job with the first two, and we got two more coming. Hooray. Why don't you go write for Entertainment yeah. Weekly? Yeah. Or you can write this bullshit. Go ahead. Now, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I waste enough time in a day doing this. There are plenty of phrases they could use. <laughs> None of them were out of place. It is your own personal discretion that is in Jeopardy here. <laughs> you are making choices beyond your purview. Jeopardy? You mean I have to phrase it in the form of an answer? You better, unless you want us grammar Nazis <laughs> vengeance on your face. Boy, that grammar Nazi really makes you think, doesn't it, Der Fuhrer? It's not easy. No. <laughs> grammar Nazi's a hard character. I don't know enough grammar rules. <laughs> <laughs> And therein lies the rub. Does he carry like a, a MacGuffin, a weapon of some sort to enforce his... It, in fact, we carry a MacGuffin, which is a literary <laughs> device. Oh! An explosive literary all right, device. All right, all right. Right, you, right. Yeah, you got to give him that. It's good. Got to give him that. give me that one. No. You go and give me that. No. I like it. No. It's staying. No, a literary it. device? Come on, dude. That's awesome. Ah, yeah. Score one for the grammar Nazis. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Can you deactivate this literary device in time? Actually, that could have been uh, trounced out by the wordplay Huns. Yeah, might have been the wordplay Huns that came up with that, not the grammar Nazis. Wordplay Huns. The wordplay Huns. <laughs> I don't know. I, well, in, well, in World War One, they were the wordplay Huns. You're right. And then World War Two, they were the grammar Nazis. You're so, right. You know, so it's, it's all good. Okay. Yeah. So it's a. Uh, yep. It's a rising. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Jackson has confirmed he's officially been in talks to direct an episode of Doctor Who. 
It's been around for a while now that Peter Jackson, a diehard fan of the beloved sci-fi series, has expressed his love of Who and desire to helm an episode back in his native New Zealand. The famous director even made a recent cameo appearance in The Five Doctors just last month for the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who. Jackson said, quote, I did suggest that they did a New Zealand story, something to do with the rugby union All Blacks versus the Daleks. There's a good story in there, although obviously the All Blacks would have to win, unquote. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. No, I'm done. No, that's I'm that was done. all for you. Yeah, well, guess what? That door is staying open. I'm leaving that door wide open. Um, Just because since, I figured since that might picky. Since when are you selective? Because I figured it might low hanging fruit <laughs> open something up. I did decide to research the All Blacks a little bit just to know what they were. And a rugby team, New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of blacks on the team, though. No. Just, but they just wear all black. They do wear all black. I think I counted one guy. A lot of Maori, though. Or Maori, as they're called. Yeah. Maori. Yeah. Got it. So those are, guys, those are the guys you want on your rugby team. Good God. Mm-hmm. Sweet Jesus. Yeah, the, the tongue and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, hello. <laughs> What? Wait a minute. Did I miss something? He ate his purple pie hole. <laughs> wow. He turned that purple pie hole black. You don't know the, the Maori uh, yeah, I war do. stance? Okay. Uh, you just, you, the way you said the tongue, it was. Tongue. Really, yeah. Like the Usos. I don't know if they're Maori. I don't think so. They do the dance. <laughs> the Usos? Are you going to do the dance? The Usos. Okay. If, uh, if um, Bonzo was here, he'd back me up. <laughs> They're but a new, he is not here. They're a new wrestling team. Or is he? Oh, <laughs> but the that, legend continues. That's true. Where Kirsten is, Bonzo does not follow. The next big screen installment of the Star Trek franchise has beamed up some new writers and may have lost a potential director. Uh, Variety reports that J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay will join Roberta Orsi in penning the script for Star Trek Three. Payne and McKay have yet to see a script of theirs actually get made into a movie. Not an uncommon occurrence in Hollywood. They are well-liked over at Bad Robot Productions, which is still producing Star Trek III, and wrote a script for the company based on the graphic novel Boilerplate. Orsi's longtime writing partner Alex Kurtzman won't be joining the team this time, and neither will Damon Lindelof, both of whom wrote Star Trek Into Darkness with Orsi. It looks like Orsi will be supervising the new pair and lending his expertise in whatever they come up with. Meanwhile, Variety also stated that director Joe Cornish, who was in talks to direct Star Trek III, is no longer involved with the project. No reason was given for his exit, but Cornish, who directed Attack the Block and is Edgar Wright's co-writer on Ant-Man, was perceived as the favorite to take the gig. No word yet who might replace J.J. Abrams. The studio wants the new movie out in 2016 to tie in the 50th anniversary of the original Star Trek's premiere on NBC TV. Uh, that which was a September eighth, nineteen sixty six. Do those you think counting. Kirk's going to be in this one? I mean, yes. Chat. Oh, the chat. <laughs> I should have said chat. I like how you were it. not sure where to go with that, Todd. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, they're going to be in space. <laughs> <laughs> think this time they'll be on a ship. <laughs> what do you think about them having having ears? Do you think they'll be phasers? I bet there will be. Sandra Bullock going to be captain? Oh, man. Sandra Bullock is Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting choice. Long. Have another swig, Paul. It <laughs> hasn't taken effect long. yet. Sandra Bullock. 
Uh, I would say that's Purple probably a safe man. bet that Shatner will be in the next Star Trek, being the 50th anniversary. Right? Yeah. Like, after all this time, it's going to be one of those things. It's yeah. like, all right, you stayed alive. You made yeah, it. You get to be an admiral. Right. Somewhere. <clears throat> you at least get to stand at the finish line. He gets to be the one in the alien makeup and no one knows who he is. No. <laughs> he'd be an awesome he'd be, admiral He'd be or the he- Heather Langenkamp of Or maybe movie. they'll do another crisscross universe thing. He keeps you know, keep bumping into future I Spock. Think, I think if they did that again, I think people would just go, come on already. They already did with the second one. I think if they did it with the third one. Well, I guess. No, with the second one, it was just he's in this universe now, right? Yeah. Spock is in this universe now. Other Spock. Other Spock. Old Spock. Yes. Prime Spock. Prime. Spock Prime. Spock Prime. Oh, yeah. Spocktimus Prime. Right. <clears throat> so, yeah, he'll be part of the universe, but I can't. If they do it again, it'll be like, all right, come up with something new already. Uh, who knows? I just figured they'd do a time travel on this one. Go get some whales or something. They should just combine all the plots of all the Star Trek movies into one movie. <laughs> Remake another yeah. one, right? Do it all. All right, this this is a favorite story of the week. It's been well documented that your phone is being tapped, and we generally accept that Google <laughs> is probably giving out your information. Uh, now, in an effort to track terrorist activities, agents of the NSA and the UK government communication headquarters are also investigating online video game spaces like World of Warcraft and Second Life 2. The NSA penned a document back in 2008 called Exploiting Terrorist Use of Games and Virtual Environments, where online gaming spaces were described as, quote, target-rich communication networks and made it so intelligent targets like terrorists could, quote, hide in plain sight. With that in mind, myriad agencies around the world have taken to the wild world of the Internet gaming uh, in hopes that they might discover terrorist trading information in the open worlds of WoW and Second Life. Buddyless and interaction are being hacked. Biometrics, audio, and images from headsets and cameras are being gathered. And that's just what we've learned so far. There are so many agents out there, apparently, they had to be careful not to be redundant or otherwise get in each other's way. (laughs) And yet, with all those agents out there, there have yet to be no publicly documented cases where terrorist activity was discovered. There never will be. Yeah. Uh, World of Warcraft producer Blizzard Entertainment denies any involvement, saying, quote, We are unaware of any surveillance taking place. If it was, it would have been done without our knowledge or permission, unquote. In contrast, Microsoft and Lydon Lab, that's Second Life's production house, have failed to comment at this time. It should be noted, however, that Second Life producers did allegedly speak with the NSA, saying that their game could provide, quote, the opportunity to understand the motivation, context, and consequent behaviors of non-Americans through observation without leaving U.S. soil, unquote. Uh, What makes this more notable and newsworthy now, though, is that with the new sharing element that's been introduced with Sony's PlayStation 4 and Microsoft's Xbox One, if the latest console architecture is a predictor of things to come, then... Exponentially, more people will have their daily online experiences easily accessible to government agencies in years to come. Uh, Eight software technology companies have called on the United States government to limit its spying activities to specific targets, to overhaul the country's secret spy courts, and to let service providers publish more detailed information about surveillance requests from the government. Uh, Companies signing this letter include Microsoft, Google, Apple, Facebook, Twitter, Yahoo, AOL, and LinkedIn. The open letter is sent to President Obama, members of Congress, as well as being printed in a full-page ad in the New York Times and other newspapers. So, yeah, that happened. It sounds to me like some government employees figured out how to get paid to play video games. No shit. Man, what a great end. 
Uh, nothing to report yet this week, except my level 52 mage <laughs> is kicking major ass. And this dwarf who says he's not a dwarf. <laughs> Keep an eye you on gotta him. believe me! <laughs> I'm not a dwarf. I'm a man in jail. <laughs> I don't want to keep a dig at this gold mine. I'm a tired. I no sleep. I've been working 43 hours. Please, please help me out. <laughs> I'm not a role playing. It's me. I'm an, in a PvP server. I'm a not here to be, make a friend and a play game time. Damn I'm it. A, I thought I blocked this guy. God oh. damn it. Oh, I there think that go dude's my a chick. only hope of contact the NSA. <laughs> you sure oh, you don't boy. want a cyber? <laughs> well, okay, I got five minute coffee break. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, yes. Oh, look at that. Look at that. I don't want to look at that. I already came. <laughs> I already came. It don't take me wrong. I don't have enough fruit in my body. I got to conserve. Squirt. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. No, we're losing Jeff. He's, he's had a long <laughs> day. I've had a very long day. <laughs> what happened? He got up at 9 in the morning. I, uh, Why? It's not worth talking about on this show. <laughs> I spent two hours, two and a half hours in a ridiculous line that I shouldn't have had to be in, and uh, it was fruitless. It was a union and, thing. And, yeah. The who? A union thing. And oh, the who. Okay, he wanted sorry. to see the who. So, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So he's a tired again. And it was, just, it was pointless for me to be there. And then nothing got done, so yeah. it was just like life is balls. Yeah. Well, I got up to got up close to where I thought was the front of the line, and the guy's like, "Well, it's five hours from this point after being in line for two and a half hours." And I'm like, "Fuck this!" Is this the culinary thing? Yep. I I had I was I was going to do that yesterday. Be glad you didn't. Yeah, yeah. I Yikes. They, they, they talked about it on the news. Yeah. So uh, it's it's a clusterfuck, right. and yeah. uh, apparently they've. Extended it for a couple more weeks into January because yeah. it's so poorly organized and they're anyway. Erg. Doesn't really, re, you know, doesn't really relate to the show, but. Uh, but that's yes. why you're tired. I'm, I don't know. Yeah. Standing on line for hours, that's a geeky thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Depends what your outcome is. Usually, if you're really, standing no in line for five hours, moment. you're not standing outside in the freezing cold. Uh, refreshments are provided, or at least are close by. And you're indoors for the most part. Yeah, if it doesn't end with an Xbox or a Doctor Who cast symposium, that's really Yeah, I was going to say, you know, LionCon is fine and all, as long as you are actually accomplishing something. If you stand in line and nothing happens, then yes. Then you've had Jeff's day. Yes. According to Hollywood Reporter, the producers behind the Terminator movie are developing a TV series that will appear in conjunction with the planned feature films. Writers Zach Stentz and Ashley Miller have been hired by uh, Annapurna. Annapurna. You, you can Annapur- say that. Sure, yeah. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> Annapurna Pictures and Skydance Productions to script and executive produce the show. Stentz and Miller, whose credits include Thor and X-Men First Class, have been on similar ground. They worked on Terminator, the Sarah, Crona, uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles. <laughs> the Sarah Connor Chronicles. The Sarah Crooner. Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to present the Crown of Crown of Crown of Crown. Here's starting in this episode. I'll just say the first franchise. This episode is canonical of the Sarah Crown of Chronicles. This is a canonical episode of Sarah Crown of Chronicles. In this episode, she's a graham cracker while gargling. She's going to gargle graham cracker while making this canonical episode of Sarah Crown of Chronicles. See, I thought you were going to do it like Mr. Show style, like nope. sing it and then go, thank you. I did it like that. <laughs> 
Gargling granola. Gargling. Still reminds me of the variety shows of the fifties and sixties. Yeah. yeah. There's um, a little more. Yeah, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. That's the first franchise. Sarah Connor Chronicles. And it, uh, it's a really big show on the run FX Network. Four years ago, after two seasons. You canceled it way before Soldier it's time. On, Torgo, you can do it. The concept behind the series will start with a critical moment from the very first Terminator movie. The idea is a hand survives the destruction. From which the, the rest films of will the mechanism. From which the films will spin off one way, while the TV show will take it in another direction. Oh. Where does the T-1000 survive? What a twist. So. <laughs> That's kind of an interesting idea. Alternate happenings. And if all goes according to plan, which means that if both the show and the Vitch movies are successful, <laughs> the storylines will, will cross paths down the line. Boo! No word on where or when the show will end up on the small screen, but you can bet that it will be sometime around or after the July 1st, 2015 release of the first new Terminator movie. Yawn. And Batman... That's, that's happening. The music. Oh, okay. Nothing, nothing's more exciting than listening to someone hum on a podcast. God damn it. <laughs> Batman versus Superman will officially introduce, introduce Wonder Woman to Boo. the yeah, big screen. It's rap- rap- rapidly sounding like they're, they're going, fuck it. Let's go straight to Justice League America. <laughs> it's getting there. We're, we're going to do Marvel Phase 1 in reverse. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, here's, here's, some, here's some sad news. Because it's Warner Brothers, they've actually they're going the Space Jam route. How so? Marvin the Martian Manhunter, anybody? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I do not like fire. Not one bit. Oh. Oh Batman. <laughs> Batman. <clears throat> Superman, we have very similar powers. Very similar powers. It's a little more Kermit than uh... <laughs> You know what? Marvin the Martian. So true. I was trying to place it, but that's that's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what's happening. You're gonna get Marvin the Martian Manhunter and his uranium. Well, the sad thing he, he bugs Batman. He pretty much does every, <clears throat> There you go. He does pretty much everything Superman does, and he turns invisible, reads minds, and can shape change and, and live on Mars. Yeah, Superman, well, Superman can't. can't do I always that. thought him being. His having the vulnerability to fire was dumb. If he can, it is. If he can phase through things, yeah. How does the fire affect him if he's phased? Can well, he just pass through the fire? Because it's, you know what? Because oh. fire is in, is in fire bad. Fire is in the middle of phases. It's not a solid. It's not a liquid. Wow. It's not yet a gas. <clears throat> Somebody, Paul just yeah. nerd explained no. it right. It's no. still stupid. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm, I'm just nerd explaining it though. Yeah, it is dumb. But, nerd explaining. But right, you can. Yeah. <laughs> right. Sure. Green Lantern's allergic to yellow. What the fuck is that? <laughs> That's another I, good point. <clears throat> I saw the article about the the girl they cast for. Uh, Which Wonder Woman. To... Oh, I almost forgot. Yeah. Make mine Marvel. Fuck you, DC. I don't even give a shit about this. This is news Paul doesn't give a shit about. Keep going. The studio yeah. has announced the relative newcomer Gal Gadot from the Fast and Furious franchise has signed on the key role in the Man of Steel sequel. Joining have you seen her in stuff, Andy Jeff? Cavill and Ben Affleck? I have not. And as a founding trio for the future Justice League. Oh, and uh, Jason Moma is also in talks to join the cast. 
She uh, he played I, Conan in the last. Conan. She yep. apparently has been in several of the last uh, Fast and Furious films. I haven't seen any of them, so I don't know like mm. talent. Who's Jason Plus, Momoa going to be? She's uh, unknown right now. She's what uh, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart are waiting for. Wow, yeah. <laughs> is she the phoenix? <laughs> I detonated a literary device Gal, there. Her name was Gal Gadot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Because yeah. they are in waiting for Gadot. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, 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 like world, like mm. for the Miss Universe, yeah. and she, she does. And she does have an accent, which some people are kind of jumping all over. But then again, uh, yeah. Wonder Woman is not from America. Yeah, so she's an Amazonian. Well, and she, who says Amazonians? In fact, in some of the uh, Justice League Unlimited, like the actual Amazonians had accents, mm-hmm. and Diana was the only one that didn't. Aren't they all when from they, when, the mascara? The mascara, Greek. The, the mascara. The mascara. Yeah. The we mascara. live on the Isle of the Mascara where we do each other's makeup and make pretty toes. <laughs> With mascara? <laughs> oh. Yes, it's waterproof. It's you can waterproof. dance in the surf that way. It's waterproof. We, what, what? we live on the mascara and we drink from its lovely water fountains and we eat of its fruit. But sometimes when we bite into a nectarine, we think, hmm... Maybe it's Maybelline. And then... Wow. We <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. Waiting for Godot was so much better. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Horribly it was. You know, but <laughs> she is she is skinny. She's very skinny. She's yes. skinny. I was kind of hoping for the that Gina Carano buff Wonder Woman type. Mm-hmm. And this one's skinny. Yeah, but there's time to... Change. I mean, apparently they've had to tell Affleck to actually, the costumers say, okay, tone back a little bit because you're actually busting out the costume now. So, Whoa. so he's he's busting ben out. Ben is busting out all over. <laughs> well, um, they're only talking about his wiener, though. Yeah, that's that's all. That's you got to. So he's working out. Stop injecting your wiener uh, with totally wiener stuff. <laughs> with wiener <laughs> stuff. You look like the God Emperor of Dune wearing a Ben Affleck hat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 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 Captain America. I have to admit, um, I stole that. <laughs> Still damn Chris, good. Uh, <laughs> Chris Evans had to bulk up to play that character. So I mean, it's possible they could have her on some kind of a training regimen, to yeah. steroid regimen. Yeah, something like that. I, dude, it's Hollywood. Bulking up a woman. It, there's two places it goes. It, they're right next to each other, and. I don't think I need to explain anything else. I'm sorry. You've lost me completely. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's two places it goes. They're right next to each other. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. That straight to much the, it goes straight to the bottle for our listeners is what it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched enough porn to know there's really only two places really close together where it can go. <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> Six-pack abs. <laughs> That's a filthy joke inside my mind alone. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> okay, I'll explain it. Oh. So you see, man. Yeah, you see, man. The, the joke is that's why they're so close together. So you can carry them like a six-pack. Disgusting. <laughs> like a human bowling ball or something? Misogyny. Yeah, misogyny. Okay. What I'm known for. 
TM PM misogyny. There you go. TM PM. TM PM. Completely original idea. No, it is not. It's a terrible old ass <laughs> joke. Yep. It's a dumb joke. I'm sorry I, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like this next thing very much. <laughs> I heard that oh, too. Yeah. In January, uh, Code.org was officially launched with the goal of promoting education in computer science and programming accessible for everyone. The organization, founded by brothers uh, Hadi Patovi and Ali Patovi, is pushing a new initiative backed by a who's who of stars, tech luminaries, and even the country's top Republican and Democrat politicians. The initiative is called "An Hour: The Hour of Code and was kicked off by a video from President Barack Obama. In his video, the president highlights the importance of computer science and programming and encourages Americans of all ages to try to learn some coding. The program is tied into Computer Science Education Week 2013 and excitedly welcomes, quote, 5 million students in 35,000 schools across 167 countries to their first hour of code, unquote. Other high-profile names backing this initiative include Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg, Microsoft founder Bill Gates, celebrities Austin Kutcher and Shakira, and even Republican House Majority Leader Eric Cantor. You can find out more about the Hour of Code by visiting code.org. I did check it out, and basically it's a whole bunch of different tutorials on different uh, different coding. There's a she-wolf coding programs. Watch her pause upon the keys. She takes longer to code the programs because her paws hit multiple keys. (laughs) (laughs) All right, it's starting to take effect now. (laughs) I'm guessing that's a Shakira joke, but I'm not 100%... uh, I'm not 100% on that. You have to know Shakira, and none of us do. So there you are. (laughs) Am I the only straight man here? (laughs) Dude, being straight and listening to the lyrics ain't got nothing to do with each other. In fact, some would argue they're mutually exclusive. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I I read that about that article uh, earlier today, and uh, that uh, that is pretty cool. Yes, it's it nice really to put together cool. website. The Red Bulls if you want to learn code, <laughs> you, if you wanted a place to start that's going to be a simple beginning, do it. It's, it's pretty nice. Her yeah. song is called She Wolf. And it's like, there's a she wolf in the closet. Is that what the song is called? I, it's, I can't understand yeah, the damn thing she's saying. There's a she wolf in the closet. Let her out so she can breathe. Awoo! There's something else in there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it's like, <laughs> Sounds like a metaphor for releasing a woman's inner sexual That's what power, it is. Man. That's precise. It's, it's barely a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a so there's, simile. No, there's no innuendo on in that one then. There was it's no d- kind of a metaphor, but not quite. That's fine. It's a metaphor. No, it's a simile because she does not use like. She states that there is a she-wolf in the closet. Oh, the, no, 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 no. No, Dufura, that's a, that's a, that's a metaphor. Yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> no, wait. I said simile. Yeah. No, metaphors yeah. are things that changes it. Yeah. You're right. You so must report sorry. to Camp 18 for corrective re-education. Ugh, looks like it's time for an alphabet soup shower uh, for me. You you mean, ow. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to suck. <laughs> Grammar Nazis do not go kindly on their own. Failure is not tolerated. 
Telltale Games has confirmed reports from last month claiming that the Walking Dead developer was working on a game based on Game of Thrones. Telltale is working in collaboration with HBO, and the title will be based on the popular TV series. Episodic releases are planned for 2014. A teaser trailer for the game was revealed during the BGX Awards, where Telltale also announced a game based on Gearbox's Borderlands series called Tales from the Borderlands. I have discovered what this game is actually about. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. The Borderlands or the Game of Thrones? The Game of Thrones. Okay. And it's not far off from, um, you know, with Walking Dead and... Uh, the Wolf Among Us, okay. where it is a, what do you call that? Almost a point and click. Point kind of and thing. click. A little more action Like a oriented. text adventure, but a little more action oriented. This is actually called Quest to Complete the Game of Thrones. And what you do is you desperately try to keep George R. R. Martin from snacking and force his hand back to the writing table. <laughs> it's the, the whole game is just, put down that sandwich! <laughs> <laughs> Write another chapter about House Greyjoy. Put down that pita bread and write about pita. Stop chewing pita. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Yes. Yeah, he's a new character. The, uh, no, no, that's no, Hunger no, Games. Yeah, yeah, Hunger Games. That's right. Oh, well, he's he's moonlighting. He's moonlighting. He's ghost writing. He's well, ghost that writing. explains why he's late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's basically thwarting George R. R. Martin from sandwiches and making him write more. I think a lot of this fan base would agree with your your, your game assessment <laughs> and what it should be. Especially Put if it has some sandwich actual and effect. Write me a book. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know. Just something about the way that it was structured together with the tune. You got a hook there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I it, uh, it's not hard and firm. It's a, there's another another. Thank God. Another group. <laughs> Another group that put that to get put together that uh, George R. R. Martin, please write and write faster. That's a really great song. For that you is know. a great song. That's really really funny. But it's not all about just stopping him. Is from it Garfunkel eating. and Oates? No, no. no. But I but I think there's another song in there. that's like, put down that sandwich and write me a book. There's something even meaner to it that we can do. Like, <laughs> it sounds kind of folky to me in my head. I don't know. Yeah, I see a folk song oh, in that. If exactly. A, if it's a science fiction fantasy reference, then yeah, it's going to be a folk song. Yeah. yeah, folk tainted that fandom a long. You time love that filk. Yeah. Finish no. this tale of our war burdened hero. Throw away that McRib and that Coke Zero. <laughs> <laughs> what? But the Coke Zero that that negates the McRib. Why? Because that's what the diet drinks do. When that's you get what the, the diet industry drink, would have you think. If you get the diet turns drink... Turns out the diet drink actually causes you to eat more and likely retain more calories while at the same time turning your spio- spinal fluid into goddamn formaldehyde. Welcome to America. Land of formaldehyde <laughs> spines. <laughs> We're all Frankensteins I do it around. for the taste. Formaldehyde spine. Formaldehyde spine. Aspartame, when it gets into your bloodstream, becomes formaldehyde. All of it locates at the base of your motherfucking spine. Isn't formaldehyde spine? Yeah. Formaldehyde spine. You will die. Formic acid oh. is the, yeah. what, the 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 bad stuff that's in there that you know. Okay. As opposed to that ultra healthy corn syrup, which is yeah. you know high fructose corn syrup. Anything you eat will kill you. 
except basically? except for wheatgrass. Even everything is giving you the process of oxidization, which is death. Yeah. Guess what, everybody? You're going to die whatever you Right, eat. exactly. Although, I've got younger friends. I'm happy to tell you, number one, I have younger friends. <laughs> number two, they are pretty convinced that we are close enough to the singularity that even old-ass fucks like me might get his consciousness trapped in a computer hard drive before I'm dead. I don't know, but I don't care. It beats this. As long as it's <laughs> got some virtual cheeseburger. Help! I'm trapped in a computer! Exactly. Help! I'm not kidding! <laughs> not really a man. Papers, I'm, please, and I'm a man trapped in a computer! Again, well, that, that's, a, that's the price. When Paul betrays the Matrix, he'll be like, I just want cheeseburgers! Yeah, not rich you can and have got beautiful your cheeseburger again, Mister Mattingly. <laughs> but there's a certain agreement you have to make first. Fuck yeah! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cheeseburgers and Red Bull. Cheeseburger on hard drives. Got up my pop top stuck in my flip flop. Cheeseburger <laughs> and hard drives. What? I'm so hungry for a fake cheeseburger. I know it's only zeros and ones, but it tastes so good between them virtual buns. Cheeseburger and hard drives. I got a pop top stuck in my virtual flip flop. I got a burned feet on the virtual sand. It's beautiful. Cheeseburger and hard drives. There's a price to giving him a Red Bull. There's many prices for many things. Ah, let's see. Uh, oh, GOG announced that. Uh, that's GOG.com. Announced that. Uh, G-O-G. That's the war. Good, old, Good old, games. old games. Good old games. Uh, this uh, from today forward, it'll provide its customers with a worldwide 100% money back guarantee on its entire DRM-free catalog of PC and Mac games available. Any game purchased on GOG.com can be returned within 30 days of its purchase for full money back if the company's support team can't solve problems getting the game running and the user's computer meets the requirements posted on the game's page. Ooh. The new policy applies to purchases made in the past 30 days as well. That's cool. So. Good for them. That's a step in the right direction for virtual transactions. It's, it's getting there. And here's a step in the wrong direction. And uh, Electronic Arts spokesman has confirmed to Polygon that the expansions for Battlefield 4 have been put on hold until DICE can fix the issues the game currently has. Quote, first we want to thank the fans out there that are playing and supporting us with Battlefield 4, the spokesman said in part. Uh, We know we still have a ways to go with fixing the game. It's absolutely our number one priority. The team at DICE is working nonstop to update the game, unquote. Uh, China Rising launched with issues such as players being booted and unable to connect to servers after installing the expansion. So, yeah, EA still releasing goddamn broken online games. So we we just started playing Battlefield. You've What's... been playing the single player. Oh, okay, of so that's the multiplayer yeah. that's having the issues. You know oh, the okay. reason why people buy the game. I was just about to ask what the issues were. That... Uh, people just can't connect. Okay, at all. I, got you. I, I haven't had a problem yet, but I haven't. You played updated, it much. Right? I certainly didn't get China Rising, and I probably won't. Whoa! Whoa! China Rising! Oh, for a second there, I thought you were going blurred lines. The thick. Mm. Come on. Give me a fucking <laughs> ounce of credit. Whatever, Shakira. Blurred lines. Yeah, I was going to say. Shakira is a fine, fine song crafteress. Uh, Robin Thicke is a joke. <laughs> A bad joke. 
Well, he's Alan Thicke's son, so of course he's a joke. He's oh, a joke. Hey. 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 He is literally what comes out in the thick of the night. Goo. <laughs> so, <laughs> going back to where we're at. Yeah, yeah. yeah China rising. Yeah. yeah. No? So, it was just, uh, it hit me that the other day that the problems we've been having with the games that have been released that are getting released unfinished getting yes. rushed out mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they have to Not fix done. the game after yep. it's out and yep. apologize and cost some money and so on uh basically that's what consoles are now yeah the new ones yeah because which is we, stupid it's been half-baked consoles that still need patchwork in order to meet what they said they could do in the first place and that's such a bad bad trend it's is it? Does it affect sales? Does it? I mean, can you look at it and point to it commercially and go? Ah, commercially, I can't because it's not been out long enough to know for sure. Because well, everything's but, pre-order right now. But but the way you're talking about the patching trend, it's mm-hmm. like it's been happening before. That's my question. Well, I mean, like, it, it, it is was there a commercial effect? Because if uh, there isn't, it was happening with yeah. CD-ROM games prior to the the consoles being. And you know, is there a, a commercial effect? <clears throat> do they get hurt when they do that? Some or games is, do, some games don't. So it's it's really hard to march. It's, it's a game-to-game basis when it comes down to it. Uh, SimCity sold really well, but after the initial sale and all the problems were happening, sales dropped off immensely, and it didn't do as well as they'd projected. I've started to wait before I buy anything now for reviews. I don't pre-order anything anymore. Yeah, and again, it's it's smart. In fact, there, uh, I think it's Play.com put the analysis out that because of the weak launch of the two new consoles, that Wii U is expected to be a, a, a much better seller for this Christmas because there's games to play on it. That's interesting. Yeah. So it is a weak launch. Um, Games-wise, it's a weak launch. Well, weak launch lineup, but I'm, I'm wondering... like As far as sale, that's it, too early to tell Santa Claus. It's too early to tell. Because... But- Everyone sold through what they allotted for pre-orders, but that's what they allotted to begin with. They've already sold. Okay. Yeah. It all depends on what happens in the next couple months. I've seen Xboxes on the shelves at Best Buy. Okay. And PlayStations are a little harder to get a hold of, as I understand now. Mm -hmm. I mean, PlayStation, but they keep releasing this this stuff like, PlayStation outsold Xbox One three to one in Spain. I'm like, okay, great for Spain. But how is it working overall? And all the other 32 countries you've released, you know, so. Yeah. Well, they released three in Spain, and Xbox only put out one, so. So there it is. <laughs> that's that's how it works. Out. Did not both consoles need updates before you could even use yes. them? Yes. Exactly. Out of the box. Yeah. And still continue to do so. I, I couldn't go on the PlayStation Store last night because they had to update something on That's it. infuriating. I'm, I think I'm done. I really think I am. I don't know, I don't know if I'll ever buy either one of those systems. There are so many games to play already out there, mm-hmm. and I've got three more years of new content still coming. Yeah. I don't, I mean, maybe at that point, maybe when there's not a single new game coming for my consoles, will I have to crack? Well, but the, at this, but by then, who knows what the other options might be? Well, the talk is now that there's not going to be a new console, it's just PC incremental piece. increases in current ones. Kind of like how they went to the Xbox 360, the Xbox Slim, the, yeah. uh, the PlayStation Slim and all that. That That's what we're going to get from here so on out. So the one will just you, be you'll the You'll get one. tweaked consoles every other it'll year. It'll still be the one, but it'll be yeah. like in, ten, in 12 years. 
you'll still be playing on an Xbox One, but it'll, but it'll be, be different architecture on the inside. Yeah, from or what it was when it first came out. Play on your Steam box. That's what a lot of people are looking yeah. forward to. Yep, yeah. that's a, a good possibility. Talking, mm-hmm. talking just Steam. Sure. Hey, for me, <clears throat> the games bring me to the console. You know, I, I bought my first Xbox when I played Halo, and I'm like, oh crap, I got to get this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think and for then, the fanboys, it's a, yeah. except for the fanboys, that's the way it is. Yeah. So you know, if if there ever comes a game that's out there for one or PlayStation Har, uh, which is weird for me I've, to say because I'm an old school Sony man, but really, I, I don't, I don't have, I haven't had a PlayStation since the original but if there's a game that comes out in the one and i play it i may very well be oh crap and that may do it but yeah i'm not looking at playstation anything on playstation one about playstation one and going yeah i'm I'm ready to go in that direction a year from now there'll be an awesome beginning library for both systems yes that's why i'm holding off and so a year from now is when when you want to buy the systems i don't think i'll buy mine within the next two years i will say one thing that's really bothering me especially on the xbox one didn't see so much on this on the launch on the ps4 uh but gran turismo for the ps3 has this kind of thing too is how much microtransaction is involved in the continuing play of the system when uh when you're playing rise you're always very aware when you're upgrading your character that you can use your experience points to upgrade them or you can use coins and you get coins by buying by buying them and, and you're always aware of that on your upgrade screen. That's always in your face. And with, and Forza is getting a lot of blowback from this too, uh, that you can, there are certain tracks you can only use certain cars on, and those cars are behind a paywall. You can only use those cars if you buy them. It's, and these are, and, I th- the the, and that's not the, so much the disturbing part. The disturbing part is that these are the two Microsoft first party titles mm-hmm. for the system. This is the, not the games from EA, nope. not the games from Ubisoft. These are the games from Microsoft themselves. The trend that In they fact, are starting. the Capcom <laughs> game on there, that doesn't have the microtransactions. Uh, the other games on the release, the release that I've seen so far does not have the microtransactions. Only the games from Microsoft have it and in your face. Terrible. And that's fine if you're doing a free-to-play game, but if you're paying 60 bucks. And paying more money is integral to their system. I don't like it. Well, well, the precedent has been set that microtransactions in video games is what makes these companies money, and that's why a lot of them went free to download. It's like free to download sure. the game, and in, then in that case, but in this case, it makes absolutely no sense because you're already dropping sixty bucks for the game, and it's not like you're adding, you're getting like additional downloadable content you're just unlocking stuff that's available and i haven't played it but it's my understanding to unlock all the stuff for forza is around 90 dollars on top of the 60 you already paid see and this is the thing like eventually there will pack all that into a deluxe version of the game that will retail for probably 40 bucks that's a good point too which is fucked up to me uh saints row had a big sale on their dlc and i will gladly spend money on Saints Row DLC because I adore that game. Mm-hmm. But I would also love the option or the information up front to say, hey, if you wait long enough, I mean, that's just the way it always is. But, but you know, like, hey, this thing is going to come out, a super deluxe package. I mean, I've done it three times in a row now. Of course, you're going to do it. But, you know, I just wish there was an option to buy it all 
affordably right off the bat. They try that with the season pass thing, but it's not quite the solution. And it also it, well, it depends on the the launch packages that they sell because well, some of them the, some of those some of the collector don't editions include everything. Well, no, but I'm saying like some of the collector editions that you buy have all the downloadable content included, like all the future content and current. And some of them, if you buy I just the bare bones, many game. of those. Yeah, even like the Saints Row one with all the tchotchkes. Yeah, it did that's not exactly come with the all Saints the Row stuff. that I bought. The eighty dollars or hundred dollars Saints Row that I bought, I have still having to download extra stuff for. Yeah. How much of this DLC is actually on the disc you buy? That's the part that bothers most, me. if not all of it. Right. Because yeah. because so it, it's the kinds of DLC where it goes downloading one percent, ninety nine percent done. Click. Is yeah. it, it really DLC like then? Exactly. It's just a, it's just it's a just code. It's ripping you off. Yeah. Is what yeah. it is. It is. And those collector's editions we were talking about before only come out when the game is proven successful financially. Yep. Right. If it's if the game bombs and they the DLC is out there, they're not going to put a game of the year edition together. Yeah. Um. The gamer, the old school gamer in me, the old school arcade hound in me, doesn't have a problem with DLC. In some respects. Because depends on the nature of it. It depends on the nature of it. Because I have had days when I went to an arcade and spent forty dollars, and that's it. That forty dollars is gone. I spent forty dollars in a Mortal Kombat two machine, and it was gone. This is nineteen ninety three forty dollars. This is real money, right? Nineteen ninety four. Yeah, it's like a thousand now. It was yeah, easily, (laughs) easily. So, but you know what I mean? Like you had nothing left. You got nothing to show for it. With DLC, they're walking that fine line because it's not really content. It's like extra, and it's sometimes it's easy to keep. Sometimes it's easy to lose. If they would price it more affordably, if they would make it much more impulsy, like when they go on sale, I'm like, two bucks? Sure. Sure. I can lose two bucks. I'll never miss it. But if it's ten, No. No, not for a game I already bought. Yeah, they're taking the micro out of microtransactions. And Capcom is the worst. They're the worst at it because they charge like $3 for costumes and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. But but then the weird thing is, too, uh, Soul Calibur charged crazy money for a bunch of extra little DLC. Not crazy, crazy money, but a lot. And I bought it because I love the, the game and I love the customization options it gave me. Right, and that's what's so added like, to you is more options. Whatever to gives me personally the value. Just like the horse armor, right? Nobody else gets to see it. But if you really like it, then wasn't it worth it, right? Well, that, and, it's and a I fucking think, conundrum, dude. And I think what's, uh, what bothers me about the trend of the Microsoft games is that it's not, for the most part, extra things that you're buying. In Forza, yeah, there's more cars, but really what they're selling is more money, which is, means they're selling faster advancement. They're not selling an extra item for you. They're selling... They tried this, and it failed with... Um, uh, Dead Space Three. Yes, I remember that was horrible. And and they're trying to apply the free to play model to a sixty dollar game, and it makes no fucking sense, Hmm. none whatsoever. But they're going to keep pushing it because people are still buying. Hmm. Uh, But I really think it'll last. Yeah, and really, people, that's really it. If you don't like it, don't buy it. That's what it comes down to. That's the only way they're going. Because if they're not making money on it, they're they'll stop. In fact, if it you know it keeps you from buying it altogether, they'll stop faster. I am of a mind that my next console purchase will be a modified next generation console. 
okay. that I don't have to take online, that I don't have to fuck with, that will just play my games and let me have fun. But that's just it. They've designed these architectures to keep people from being able to do that. For now. For now. Yeah, I'm wondering if, if will there, do you think it's feasible? Is the money too great to actually third party someone? You know, remember, Paul, you mentioned a long time ago with all that's going on on the internet, the shadow net, but somebody eventually coming up with their own console system where we're avoiding this shit and uh, we can actually have something that's more like, you know, that's fairer to the gamers and well, more. Well, you know, we've had, we've had revolutions like this in the past, like with the Atari 2600 and the way that uh, creating software for that became uh, allowed, like any third party could make a game for that. But that's you what crashed I mean? the... That's part what, of it. That's a big part of the video game it's crash. It's part of it, but it's not Anybody could make it, and it it wasn't like a cream rose to the top. Everything was coming out as crap. It's not, but that's not the total story, though. You're right. You're right, but it was a different time. You're right. It's a different time. It was a different time. I think, I think we're ready for another indie revolution like that well you have uh uh, you kind of have it it's called pc yeah it is it's the pc master race man they're the ones that are taking over and And as far as consoles i mean you've got the ouyo as you mentioned uh there's the game stick that's coming out that's these are all android Android powered uh, and i i think the biggest issue that they've had so far is getting like major publishers behind it um so it's well it's, I, I think and it's it, because is, is it it's such an open, huh? Is it piracy? Is the one of the things that's keeping people behind on that because it's so open source? Well, it's that's part of it. I mean, I know that you know the the major uh, publishers don't want to get too comfortable with those systems because because it is open source and there are um, you know pretty much anybody can submit a game, mm-hmm. and then there are others. There are emulators that you can download for free. Sure. And emulate back games, uh, uh, the back catalog of older games. systems. Back games, older system. The only the back, back catalog. Yeah, back the back catalog. catalog. Uh, back to the back catalog, catalog Robin. Okay. But, um, but yeah, uh, the, I think the publishers the are afraid cave. because there really isn't any. I mean, it's designed to be an open system, so it doesn't really have those copyright protections that they look for. Yeah. In a. You know, in a major system, so that's why they really haven't supported them yet. All I know is that I'm already through most of the games I was ever interested in the new systems, and we're not getting a new game till February. So it's so. And so. even then, it's like no, nerd. no, it's Thief, and so I'm excited for Thief. You're gonna be so upset. Although they are tinkering with it, but no, it's it's a lost cause. Don't, there'll be patches. There'll be downloadable yeah. content that will. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I've heard it's poo poo poopy doo poo. Market listeners, come I'll, February, I'll, you know who what? will prevail, Torgo or Famous Paul? Famous I, Paul has no dog listen, in the fight. I'm not a I'm not a thief fan. I just heard it's doo poo. I, I hate zucchini. I can't stand zucchini. But if you starve me long enough, I'll eat zucchini. All right. If it's like that for wow. you, you're gonna come on. But but you have to remember, I play use GameFly. I don't buy this shit. You're right. I play it. You if I like it, I keep it. If I don't like it, I send it back. You're safe. You are Usually safe. within hours. <laughs> oh, I, I know that feeling. Within hours. <laughs> I, just got, uh, I just got the Robotech Giant Saga collection. Ah. I found it for 40 bucks. Snagged it at Walmart. $40. So I got to sell my first three series that I have on DVD from uh. many years ago. I'm going to sell those back. But yeah, I feel like doing it like instant. instant I get it. 
Straight so, out. Superior model. Go away, bud. Bad thing. So to still all that, we just said the last you know 15 minutes. Uh, in this household, there is an Xbox One and a PS4, and I spent most of my time playing Borderlands 2 on the 360. See? There you go. See? Yeah, I'm still playing. Uh, you know what I spent my time doing? Watching Twitch streams of Killer Instinct on the, on the Xbox One. Oh, and playing Persona 4 on the Vita. That's a fun little game. You like that? Yeah, I do. Now, are you doing the, the what do you call it play with that? Or uh, is that an actual Vita no, that's game? That's an actual Vita game. Yeah. Okay. Have you tried the, the remote you know, play I yet? No, I haven't tried the remote play yet. It's supposed to be really good. I hear it works really great. And I do have it set up to go, but I just haven't, haven't done it because okay. why? I've played through most of the PS4 games there. I want at this well, point. Hey, you got Ratchet and Clank, don't you? That come in, did that come out when? Did I did come just out? come out, so I do have uh, that to look forward to. There you go. Right, so. Let's see. Got a few more stories. Uh, oh, this, this, this people, people out there. Oh, no. If you read it on 4chan, <laughs> what? Take it with a goddamn grain of salt. Uh, Do your research before. Who is the what? Who believed a 4chan story? Who goes to 4chan? How do you get to 4chan being that dumb? That's my thing. How do you find fortune? You just fall I have a 4chan? hard time feeling bad for any of you right? who fell for this. What happened? Uh, online trolls have convinced Xbox One owners oh, to this dumb thing. brick their brand new consoles with a set of instructions <laughs> promising to unlock new features, that, but actually sending the expensive devices into an endless loop of reboots, which renders them useless. Oh, man. The prank involves just six steps. Opening the developer console menu of the unit and changing vital settings before attempting to reboot. Unfortunately, these changes render the console completely inoperable. Reports uh, are that the effect is permanent. Whoa. But Microsoft has not yet responded to queries. Uh, nor has it said whether affected u- users will be able to have consoles repaired or replaced under warranty. Probably not if you're fucking with it. Uh, Xbox team member uh, Larry Hirb took to Twitter in an attempt to stop the prank from spreading further. Quote, to be clear, there is no way to make your Xbox One backwards compatible and performing steps to attempt this could make your console inoperable. The Internet Forum 4chan has a long history of similar pranks. In September, a user on the site, God, I'm still shaking my head over this one, released a fake Apple advert claiming that a recent software update made iPhones and iPads waterproof. Oh, I remember that story. It said that in the event of sensing water, the devices would flick a, quote, smart switch that would prevent any damage to circuitry. Many people tried out (laughs) the new feature. Tried it. They went, oh, well, well, I got that under now. And were disappointed to find that their expensive devices were broken. (laughs) I still like recharging your iPhone in the microwave. That's goddamn it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I realize you don't understand people how the architecture inside works from one chip to another that you can that chips are programmed differently from one console to another they can't talk to each other so flipping a button on your Xbox one will not allow it to talk to old Xbox games however the larger point is 4chan is for fun and awfulness and nothing more what does it mean what 4chan. 4chan. It just that's the name it got it's, stuck with because that's where it was. Honestly, I don't know its origin. Okay. And so, it's it's a great place for just fun horribleness. It yeah, really is. It is. I, I love 4chan. I love what it, it exists. What it stands what's the, for. What's the really hideous page? Uh, oh God, what is that? Like like, it's got a letter D, attached D to it. Something? Yeah, some letter attached. Uh, but that is not yeah. where you go, uh, for technical how tos. 
Ever. Ever, ever. Ever, ever, ever. Ever, ever, ever. Ever, ever, ever. Uh, these two, I'm not sure if they're geeky, but I found them of interest. All right. Uh, Amsterdam's Rainbow Foundation, a publicly subsidized organization to help the poor, homeless, and mentally disabled, is finding great success. Why are there so many homeless in Amsterdam? And what will we do for them? The great success in a program that gives people five to six beers a day. <laughs> Free lunch, half a packet of tobacco, and 10 euros in exchange for picking up trash. Let's get them liquored up, then feed them a sandwich, <laughs> then give them a garbage can. <laughs> That's pretty damn good. They will <laughs> then go and pick up all our litter while we don't have to see or smell the ass. <laughs> That's what we stand for, the Rainbow Coalition. Shove the homeless deep into the wilderness. Rainbow Foundation. I don't think it was the Rainbow right. Coalition, yeah. right? <laughs> no, Foundation. Oh, it's a Rainbow <laughs> Foundation. Yeah, yeah that right. Jesse Jackson's like, what are we doing with the homeless? <laughs> what are we? What? How many beers? Just you take a man off the street and so, you give him a beat. So after more than a decade out of work, shake his feet because of a back injury and chronic alcoholism, uh, Fred Shearpost. Finally landed a job last year and is determined to keep it. He gets up at 5.30 a.m., walks his dog, puts on a red tie, ready to clean litter from the streets of eastern Amsterdam. His workday begins at 9 a.m. with two cans of beer, a down payment on his salary paid mostly in alcohol. He gets two more cans at lunch and then another can, or if all goes smoothly, two to round off a productive day. Quote, I'm not proud of being an alcoholic, but I am proud to have a job again, unquote, says Mr. Shiporst, the beneficiary of an unusual government-funded program to lure alcoholics off the streets by paying them in beer to pick up trash. The program was, quote, started last year by Rainbow Foundation, a private but mostly government-funded organization that helps the homeless, drug addicts, and alcoholics get back on their feet, unquote. That is stated as fact. <laughs> Take this job and chug it. <laughs> I'll be working here forever. <laughs> I don't think that's quite teaching a man how to fish there. Right? right? You know what they say. You can teach a man to fish for fish, or you could. You it's, know what? Shut up and give me a drink. It's it's more like conditioned response. Pick up the yeah. trash. We'll give you a beer. Yeah. I don't know if that's a drunk trash man or a sober Bill Cosby. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> when I came to Amsterdam, I didn't want a drink. They offered and I took one. It was really good. It was a tasty drink. The makeup of the dam. It's with Amsterdam water. It's delicious and so good. And the crisp, light refreshment afterwards. And I go and now is a here's your stick and pick them up. And I give you a bag to put on your shoulder. And you go around stabbing the cans and the cups and the whatnots and the diapers. Do you stab your own cans and just sort of like be, look, I got two cans after lunch. Well, I make an extra dollar twelve every week with recycling <laughs> from my own paycheck. How many of you can recycle your fucking paycheck? This huh? new taste of Coke doesn't compare to the cans of beer, then. Not at all. New Coke. Ooh, it's a terrible idea. <laughs> and in the uh, careful what you wish for category, 
careful what you wish for. You might get drunk in Amsterdam and get stuck forever picking up garbage. I'm going to send my friends there. A group of Satan worshippers. <laughs> I love when Satan starts start with off them. dumb. <laughs> careful what you wish for. The devil play. What? Come on. Okay. A group of Satan worshippers says the Oklahoma legislature's decision in 2009 to allow a privately funded monument of the Ten Commandments on the state capitol grounds means they should have equal access to building a monument of their own. Oh, boy. The Satanic Temple of New York has alerted the Oklahoma Capital Preservation Commission it wants to build a $20,000 monument on the state state, uh, house grounds. The temple plans to submit plans this month for a monument that would be in good taste, which an official describes as a marker with a pentagram or an interactive display for children, according to the Associated Press. Uh, State Representative Bobby Cleveland, a Republican, told the uh, AP that the idea was preposterous. Quote, these Satanists are a different group, he said. You put them under the nut category. Unquote. Uh, legal precedent suggests that federal yeah, courts... Yeah. they're the crazy ones. They believe in a bad imaginary guy. <laughs> we believe in a good one who's good when he wants to be, according to some pieces of fiction. Others dispute the claim. Wait, I gotta go hit my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Legal precedent suggests that federal courts might not take the same view about Oklahoma's Ten Commandment monument or Satanist claim to equal rights. Mm. In a uh, uh, 2005 case, the U.S. Supreme Court unanimously ruled in favor of Satanists and followers of right supremacist religions, saying that a federal law designed to protect prisoners' religious liberties protected theirs, too. So, yeah. That's that's happening out there. Well, just because you believe in a different pretend thing doesn't mean they can't, you know, it's so dumb. Well, I think the organized Satanists are actually a version of atheism, if I remember right. They don't really believe in yeah, Satan as much uh, as they disbelieve in God. Just they're just showing, yeah, materialism. It's showing materialist, the, thing. showing the silliness of it all. Well, they, they, no, they're not. They, they're materialists. They, they focus on a materialist. Uh, got it. Culture. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. So, so yeah, they're just kind and, of using yeah, the law. Hey, it's kind of just a poke, really. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's just okay. There's your freedom of religion right there. Some some of the conservatives actually stayed outright. We're a Christian nation, and that's why we want the <laughs> you know the Ten Commandments there as opposed to a pentagram or something. But it, uh, yeah, yeah, that's not a good. Yeah, I I don't, I don't think courts see it that way. Yeah. So. So that happened, and that's that's Geek Shock. That's uh, that's the goodies this week. What do you have? Write to us, comments at UglyCouchShow.com. And, of course, yeah, like us on the Facebooks. You can leave comments there as well under the episode. I certainly see that. What's the interactive kids display? That's what I want to know. That's it's, really the question. It's a oh, wee- yeah, big, big shout-out to Chief J-Man for sending us the comments and stuff. Anybody that comments gets a big shout-out. Nice work. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, J-Man. We appreciate it. it. The interactive is, isn't that's a Wii U goat sacrifice. Oh, right? yeah. That's Wii U. Yeah. So it's like that virtual surgery game, except it's virtual uh, sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. It's, you just how, the to, how to how to how to spill the entrails the... and read them. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Ooh, Paul. Yeah. What do they call that? Divination. Divination. Actually, there's the... there's a there's a more another word for it. There's but a... It's like that. Yeah. When you spill guts of a critter. Yeah. You know, and, oh, that means I'm getting, I'm getting a new car. <laughs> <Yeah>. Human sacrifice. <laughs> dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> Why don't you cut that goat open and see if I'm going to get a goat? <laughs> Oops, nope. 
And Always. of course, we're going to go on to talk a little bit about Tom, but if that's not your thing, until next week, I am Master Dorgo. The famous Paul. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Major Matt. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Yeah, go Satanists. Oh, I forgot to say I got a new phone. I got the Samsung S4. Did you? That's a beautiful yes. He-Man picture you have Thank there. Thank you. Yeah, it, it transforms. Comes out bright. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It transforms. So it starts and off. It starts as Adam. My main screen screensaver is Skeletor. And it says, I have the power. And then you swipe. God damn it. You swipe it. Who really has the power? Digital Skeletor or artistically preserved He-Man? I cannot wait. This is actually the cover to the first issue of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe magazine. Um, I cannot wait for my Castle Grey Skull to arrive. It I thought that would have already come by now. Its way. Nope. Nope. He can't wait for they, it to arrive they so did a, he can tell how a, much he hates it. No, I'm going to like it. God damn, this thing is not what I wanted. No, I think I'm going to like it. Uh, they've been a pre, they, they pre-authorized a bunch of cards and it took a little while and the charge finally came through and took the money. So that means it's shipped. So it's on it's on its way. I got I got the message last week. It it could it could be here tomorrow. Ah. It'll be here before Christmas. That's so. that's the they real don't distraction. Send you the right tracking code so that you can uh... If I wanted to look it up I could. He likes the surprise. Yeah. I'm not in a rush. Yeah, yeah. You know what kind of work that thing's going to entail? Jesus. Total toy shelf overhaul. Oh, that's true, Ooh. because you don't have that much room for I got, it. Oh, I don't yeah. have any room as it is. Like, yeah. none room. None have more to start space. start negotiating with the old wife for some more No, uh, oh. No, more I just got to make some changes. It can be done, but I have to consolidate all my 2000X stuff to one area a little bit closer. How about a, how about a little corner in the dining room? No, 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 I don't stop, stop. I don't, because every time he has to go through that, it's more Mandarin spawn for Kirsten. <laughs> <laughs> I always get a Mandarin spawn or two True. out of this when he does a reconfiguration. That's the, so that's shut the up. Thing people don't understand is how many th- I moved ten times in ten years. Yeah, you were averaging I, only, about once a year. Yeah, there for I've a while. only I've only been in this is. This might be the longest I've ever been in one place. I at this think point. you're right. I think how it long is. has this been? Three years. Which is not, you know, yeah. But since I moved to Vegas, this is about it. So I'm nesting like a motherfucker in this place. And it's getting scary. The thought of moving again, I'm like, it. I don't think it can happen. I don't think it can physically happen. I have too much shit in there. I think it's going to stay. Um, <laughs> but I have shed full collections of shit. And oh, I still yeah. have untold masses of plastic trash. <laughs> God damn it. I've got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> That's and true. I still, I just bought uh, the two wrestler dudes today. I found that two pack of the other people in the shoe. Toy Collectors Anonymous. Hi, my name is Paul. I almost picked that one up too. The, and the I'm a collector. Hi, Paul. Almost did. It's got a chair. That was the thing that put me over the edge. It wouldn't have been for me, though. They look nice, and they got the chair. And it got a chair. Oh, it wouldn't have been for you. Well, it is, yeah. Yeah, so. Because <laughs> it's a chair. You know, place to sell dollhouse equipment chairs and tables you can get tables this is like a a folding chair yeah a, yes doll furniture doll furniture well, i think i don't know this is perfectly perfectly scaled okay maybe i maybe think it's amazing that. what some people would rather have than money it's it's surprising to me <laughs> well it's, it's true tr- and it's true it's true I, but you know, I know plastic children it's amazing. Well, well, I did the children thing. Yeah, exactly. That's what I did. We yeah. all have our thing. We all have our thing. Well, let's see. Does this piece of paper with a 10 written on it make me happier than this Hellraiser figure? Right. And not to be morbid, 
But we're all only here for a brief time. That's as, true. As, as abruptly reminded by the passing of our friend Tom. You know, there's only so much time. Yeah. You can't take the money with you. That's there's true. a chance one of your pals might get some of your collectibles. That mo- The government's going to take your money. They don't want your, your uh, collectible spawn action figures. They don't. They'll auction them off. Yeah, yeah if, so, that. if that. If that. Yeah. If they just don't let it go to a dump. But you if you've got to make sure there, you get a will together so that you're like, so and so gets this, so and so gets that. Yeah. Good advice. It, it, but see, yes, like, definitely. I feel like my will would be like, the grand, ladies and gentlemen, the grand burdening of Paul Mattingly. <laughs> you must take on 14,000 pounds of toy shit. <laughs> no, you break it up. Like, you know, item one. No, Kirsten Sapansky gets all the Mandarin spawn. There are no more Mandarin spawn. I'm God damn it, don't Mandarin say spawn. that. You know, I think I have one left. Okay. <laughs> I, I, Mint on card. I know what you're you getting go. for Christmas. Yeah. Well, no, but he no, got. No, he no, got the, you know that that one is a, that 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 14 incher. That's a high money piece. That's a beauty. Yeah, it's a good. It's a well, good. It's piece. a 14 incher. Well, everyone wants that. <laughs> oh yeah. But see, Kirsten loves it, so I have no problem giving it. To <laughs> He's always who, loved a 14 incher. <laughs> well, as long as 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 long as that Ashley Judd mask is strapped to the back, <laughs> of, his, back of his head, he can appreciate it all day long. God damn. <laughs> People, you know, it's funny because there's some of our listeners that have no idea that 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 joke goes back. That is a 15-year-old joke. Yes, it is. <laughs> that fucker goes back. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's we from were, when we were roommates way That was 98. With It was back in the old GoldenEye days when we were, when crew at Star oh Trek my God. were video gaming. Yep. Federico Flores was driving the car. Paul was there. I was there. There were a couple other people. That car was stuffed. We're going down Sunset Road. And Paul and I riffed on that. Some kind of sweet loving. And then, you know, you got the ugly... You know, you got the, I'm sorry, I'm ugly couch show mask. You got the <laughs> Ashley Judd mask, because Ashley was, she was, she was flavor it. of the month yeah. in those yep. years. And it was the Star Trek tie-in from right. back in the TNG. Uh, right. Yep, yep. And then, and it was, it's supposed to be on the back of my head for obvious reasons. And so, and then I quipped about the rubber band pinching my nose. <laughs> And Federico goddamn near lost control of the car, and we almost crashed. It was funny. It was. It was. Funny. It, was it was. It was a good night. I yeah, almost we died. Used to, we used to get together and have big milkshake parties. This was. This was how we rolled. We had so milkshakes. your milkshakes like brought like all the boys to the yard. Uh, yeah, my milkshakes did bring all the boys to the yard. We would have. We had at least six good solid milkshake parties with Goldeneye. Yeah. And so, and all of us, like, we'd kind of alternate who was making the milkshakes. And you know, I, I'm a big proponent of putting lots of vanilla extract, even in a chocolate milkshake, to give it that par- that proper flavor. Yeah, people were like, "What the hell is that, Paul? That yeah. tastes so good." Yeah, that's it. So it's like, that's magic, man. I, I got secrets when it comes <laughs> to delicious, horrible food. Federico introduced <laughs> us to the fine art of chopping Velveeta into cubes, putting it in a glass bowl, throwing in a a a container of Trader Joe's salsa, and boom, you've got. Awesomeness, Not, instant nachos, queso wonderful cheese. queso. Yeah. yeah, we had lots of really good nacho nights and um, and uh, milkshake parties and lots of golden eye, lots of Nintendo sixty four playing. Yep, played them for years, out. for years, for years. Those were the days. Those were the days, exactly. Those were the days. Yeah, well, those were the days. Yeah, back then, that was when mm-hmm. Star Trek was opening and uh, when most of us got to. First got to know Tom. That's when I first met Tom was actually when we were both in the janitor rotation at Star Trek The Experience. 
And by janitor rotation, I mean comedic foil actor at the end of the ride. That's what we did. Uh, we escorted people off the ride in a goofy way, being like, oh, my God. What are you I guys can't all doing here. down here? But Tom and I worked in the very back. He was one of the first people I met at the experience. Um, and, yeah, we worked uh, up there in the corridor for a long time. And then I got moved out of there before he did. And I think he eventually got into blue rotation as well, didn't he? Briefly, no, I don't think. Did he so. never? I don't, he just I don't did, think he ever did. I think he blue just rotation did loads the just ride. Just did janitor initially, yeah. and then yeah. and didn't then he do blue to, for a while when he was injured and couldn't wear the Klingon outfit? I remember him loading. Oh, that's later, the ride. maybe. Maybe that's later, maybe that might have been. Yeah. been after I was that might gone. be why you were thinking later. about that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's where I met. That's when I met him, and then we both and uh, you know, I ended up being a Klingon, and he became a Klingon again. And it's funny because that's basically you and him. It's the same thing. I basically got to know you guys because I was Starfleet, you were janitor, and we yep. had the trade off. Yep. Uh, a, minute, I, a minute to uh, talk as the yep. sim loaded up. Yep, and then trade off, and you, I'd put him on, you'd take him off, and huh. yeah, story of our life and pants. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was. Uh, I remember. First time really getting to know Tom it was funny. We did that. We did that county fair in Pomona, and a bunch of us would were sent out in like rotations. One week, one group of Starfleeters and characters would go, and another week, another. And we were promoting the trek because that they had the Earth tour, which was a bunch of you know uh, um, memorabilia. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, masks and set pieces and stuff of Star Trek that right. they were sending all around and Pomona that sat there for about what three weeks was it? At least. I think so and uh, we were out there and I uh, was working with Tom because uh, at one point he came out I'm pretty sure that I'm remembering this correctly and I said I wasn't going to tell the story but what the hell um, Tom introduced me to the Klingon word Maj you know which is good and your machka, which is oh very yeah, good. very machka, good, very good. And it was funny because Tom had a way of you know you you'd stand there and somebody would come up take pictures and every now and then they'd walk away and he'd be like much machka, and so I was just sort of like what what is that all about? Because I was Starfleet at that time, and um, it turns out that when uh, then the person he was taking picture with was uh, a real hottie. As they're walking off, he would proclaim Majka and just like, yeah, that was good, you know, and and she would, you know, walk off and no idea whatsoever that she was the kind of Klingon salute. (laughs) But it it was funny because eventually when I got on the floor, um, we would we would trade that off and there'd be times on the floor that people be walking by and we just look at each other and be Maj. So it was, and I ended up having a lot of shifts with Tom, because uh, uh, when I became Andorian in those last three years, he and I had three days together. So we were we were on shift together, and we just work off opposite each other and sit back there in the in the back room, as Paul called it. And uh, eventually, we got the to monkey zone. The, yeah, monkey zone. We eventually got to the point where, like, we had our mini DVD players, and on break, we you know he'd be watching what he'd be watching. He tore through box sets, man. Oh yeah. He watched movies all once he got that mini DVD player back there, he tore through Yeah, stuff. and I bought mine off of him when he got a new one and then and that was how and it was funny cuz Lynn, uh Major Colin who had become uh, character lead after uh Bleeg Tog Agnello left, gave me the directive. You know, she was like, "Kirsten, you still need to research and I need you to watch DS9 front to back and <laughs> 
Um, I actually talked to retail about it so I could get the DVD set and I was trying to wrangle an employee price and the retail manager actually gave me a very nice deal. <laughs> and I ended up, that, that was like four of the funnest months of Trek I ever had because I came in, I suited up, I was doing makeup while watching DS9. So you get hit, in the mood. I'd, do my, I'd hit the floor, I'd come back in half hour, sometimes 35 minutes, I would watch a DS9 episode and then I'd back out on the floor and hit it back and that just, and we had 10 hour shifts, we had four tens. Which was nice. So that was a huge. It's the only way your day. body, your body and face could recover from the makeup. And yeah, the really. You needed that three you days. You had to have a whole day just to like, just not do shit. Yeah. Sit around and veg. Oh my god! Yeah, that three day weekend. You you did. You just. I got spoiled, man. You were done. I'm still spoiled. My work ethic is gone. No, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I just work like a dog now. I don't have any off days anymore. It's fucking. Sad. I get one. Hmm. I get one, but it was glorious. Those were great times when I had my. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesdays, Thursdays off. That was the high point. Actually, and, and, yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays off only lasted for a while, but that was the shit because Tuesday all the new DVDs came out, Wednesdays all the new comic books came out. <laughs> oh, geez, and then yeah. Thursday I'd be having both to <laughs> fuck around with. Yeah. <coughs> yep. Yeah, I had. Pardon I, me. I worked Sunday through Wednesdays, and my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday were with Tom, and it was kind of hilarious because Sundays were mornings with poor Richard. And I say poor Richard because I carefully hoarded my vacation days and I made sure I had Sundays off in January going into February for football championships. Yeah. So uh, so I could watch football and the Super Bowl. And so poor Richard, basically for the month of January and February, he was working Sunday mornings all by himself until the, 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 the... you know the night crew came in about yeah. three or four yeah and i would often ditch him and then there were, i did a lot of call outs on sunday because that was on my one one morning shift and boy did that blow mm. uh so side note as we're talking about um the the old veterans like tom and mentioning richard richard odin who some of our listeners may remember suffered a stroke a couple years ago debilitating stroke is still improving every day because oh, of the events of the last two days. I actually saw Mel Ludwig, who is a uh, uh, has been caretaking uh, Richard while he's lived with her and uh, her man Robert, and uh, she says that Richard is now you know getting himself dressed and getting you know getting out of bed, getting dressed, taking care of business, getting some breakfast together and stuff like that. All on his own. Yeah, he was in a bad way. He, he, it's amazing yeah. how far it was. He's gone. It was the yeah. classic. It was the classic. Uh, you know, one side of his body was just done, and he has. He yeah. When I saw him at the convention two conventions ago, actually two summers ago, and he got out of that wheelchair and took a stroll around, that was sweet. So it we used to, <coughs> I used to make a joke about Richard because Richard tried it right. He tried to live it right. That man ate raw food. He actually, he'd get that styrofoam cup and he'd fill it with the dark chocolate and he'd throw in the the, the, the oatmeal. I mean, he was... He'd eat he, bags and bags he, of lettuce, dude. He He's ate, he hit it all healthy. the way the internet tells you to do it. And and we used, we you know, used, eh, not joke, but we used to comment that he did all of that and he still got hit with that mother of a stroke, mm-hmm. that nasty ass stroke. But his recovery 
is going along so well that you can actually make an argument that that stuff certainly okay maybe it didn't stop the stroke but it is it laid Helping the groundwork the yeah for him to uh, to really really sure. come back yeah if i have a stroke now i will kill myself <laughs> <laughs> if the stroke doesn't get me i will <laughs> paul paul one thing i've learned about the star trek community in the last few days is people will come together and get you that that nose tube of cheeseburger feed <laughs> you will be okay. taken care of all right good that's all i needed to know yeah <laughs> i i'm and so long as you can move a finger we will get you that joystick so you can play your games lovely lovely well, this might be no. <laughs> there'll be telltale games but yeah, no, yeah. no no oh god george r, r. martin <laughs> put down that sandwich yeah <laughs> uh yeah so very sad to have tom on to stovacore but at the same time, you know, uh, he had suffered for many years, those of us who knew him, uh, always in a decent amount of pain, if not a great deal of pain, uh, throughout many of the years I worked with him. Yeah. Uh, always just knees killing him real, real, he had real a, bad. He had a nasty motorcycle accident when he was younger, yep. and that was there with that him. laid the foundation and, the I whole mean, time. And that Klingon costume... Was tremendous. That was the most physically, the 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 Fringy heads and the Borg heads could be were nasty bake ovens, and that Borg costume could be a baker. But that Klingon costume was damn uncomfortable just to look at you guys. Those those heavy Gene Simmons boots, and then that 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 armor, that leather armor that you guys wore over that, all of that shit. Without even talking about the the, the forehead. Or the you, Baldrick that I yeah. loved to wear. Oh, the Baldrick. The whole tire, yeah. basically. It was a tire <laughs> around your, around you. Heavy piece of rubber, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, that stuff that stuff was, was heavy it and was constricting. It was not easy. It was not easy. Um, but, uh, yeah, and I can't imagine. And I was, you know, I was young. <laughs> I was a young man. Literally Prime of my age. life. Prime of my life. Uh, and, and, and still exhausted by that thing. So I can only imagine. So, and damn, you look good in it. Yeah, I, 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 I there was a time. Ooh, I could pull that off. Not you, Motog. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Motog was great. Well, too. hey, hey, he, he does. He, you know, Boja will always have Mila. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, it was good times. We had a lot of fun. Um, we did have some really, some really ridiculous times. But uh, yeah, you know, it. Uh, it sucks, but uh, like I said, and, and and I wrote up a little post in one of the little conversations on Facebook about him that the last time I talked to him was at the convention last year. I got to go see him when we were all meeting up at uh, the con for uh, at well, the Rio. Just, yeah, it was just a few months ago. Yep, and um, it was a really nice conversation he and I had. Uh, we didn't talk that much, honestly, but this was a good conversation, and he was in a really good place mentally and it was just really nice hearing a positive tom he was not letting the burdens of his physicality uh break his uh spirit he was really i felt like he'd really turned a corner on on his outlook on life and it was really cool i i honestly did i was i left the conversation with a smile because i thought he's that was really cool and he's really just in a good appreciative place and it reminded me to stay in a good appreciative place, no matter what, you know, it, it, it's a yeah. struggle for all of us, good condition or bad, but that was a cool thing. So that's what I will remember. That's what I will remember. I think that's a good place to leave it on. 
So uh, thanks for joining us for this. We really appreciate it. And uh, in time, we do miss you. And uh, until next week, I'm Master Torgo. That was Geek Shock. Mikokara endokila Pedo chum karedo mila Stamparipto malareko Oh, oh.